guys, welcome back to the next edition of the M&M podcast with us, your two large and tiny hosts of the M&M variety, Morris and Masita. Um, it's my turn to intro today, hence the reason why I'm jabbering on and AJ is waving like a madman. Um, so yes, good morning, AJ. It is morning over there for you because you decided to go on a little bit of an adventure to yeah. Miami. Yep. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm very well. Yeah, it's 7 a.m. over here. So for me, it's not like that crazy early. But um, yeah. it's. Uh, I think the neighbors in my little apartment area need to get used to me waking up at the time that I do. So I try and be really, really quiet. But the walls are like paper thin. So I'm aware oh, that okay. I've got to be like really, really quiet when I wake up. And I can't be shouting at people who have overeating on their macros on their updates or something like that <laughs> oh no are you gonna drop some naughty names in mm, no i won't in this episode ah, but thought um, you were just about to as well that i was getting excited um, <laughs> but as as uh, as the year goes on i may well open up and and drop people in the shit when they <laughs> when they don't when they don't adhere <laughs> right so that's what it is team mbm right if you do not adhere to the macro set by your coach that's it you are getting a huge shout out on the m&m podcast and that's not going to be a good thing <laughs> yeah, you, get, you get fully dropped into it <laughs> that's it right so today we have decided to talk about um staying on track whilst traveling um mm. because of the simple fact that obviously aj is traveling now um i travel all over the country to visit different gyms and different clients and and have various meetings so we thought it would be really really good um in order to give some top pro tips mm. um on how we're staying on track but that's going to be the subject of today so if you guys are listening on Instagram um, and things like that, then obviously shoot across your questions as well. And whatever we don't cover in this one, we can obviously just reply to you as well. But first of all, um, how's your week gone so far, AJ? You know, it is an update. So let's see how your off season or improvement season or whatever kind of season you want to call it is yeah. going so far. Yeah, sure. So um, I before I left, um, it was uh, had about because uh, I left on Tuesday. So I had a good few days at home. All of my sessions since the last update have been very, very good. Like even the ones that I've had out here. Um, I think that it's been a long time since I had two rest days in a row. I had two rest days, one before I flew out and one the day that I flew out. Uh, obviously, because the, the travel involved to get here was like the whole day. It was like a 15 hour travel day. So that kind of wiped me out a little bit. Um, it's funny how you can get so tired from just sitting still. But mm. I like moving, so my, my, my least favorite thing to do is sit in a plane seat and watch movies. I, I hate it. Um, so I managed to sort of just spew my mind on a notepad <laughs> for, the for the majority of the flight, and I read two books. So I like, I like reading, though. I, I must admit that keeping me in one place for like that flight allows me to read a book, which is something I wouldn't do any other time so that was good um so like good. i said training wise going well um sort of calories wise sort of very similar position to where i was uh sort of the, in the last update um hit some body weight prs um amazing and then, and then when i traveled i lost like three and a half four pounds because i just water glycogen yeah just i i i basically i didn't want to hit my usual macros and like super high carb low fat on that day because it just makes no sense i didn't need to pummel myself with carbohydrates whilst i was just sitting in a plane 
and I didn't know what my plans were going to be the next day. So I didn't know fully whether I was going to, you know, well, I knew I was going to find a gym, but I didn't know fully whether I was going to get to train and what I was going to feel like and whether I was going to be fatigued. So I, I, I didn't drop my calories aggressively, but I just basically did a, a protein fat day and then had carbohydrates in my last meal, which is how I usually do a rest day if I'm feeling like I need to do that. Um, mm -hmm. But I auto-regulate when I sort of do those higher fat, um, lower carb rest days. I don't always do them. It's not something I always do. Um, so yeah, my, my, my averages in terms of body weight are, are fairly similar, which is kind of what I wanted to do over the past like three, four weeks is just sort of roughly hold around the same mark for a little, little time period just to own this body weight a little bit more because uh -huh. my, my initial push up 10 pounds above stage weight. Um, so I'm around about 158 at the moment for people that care. Um, my stage weight was 148. And so that initial 10 pound increase, it, it looked shit in my opinion when I when I initially got there but holding it for a good two and a half three weeks um but still making progressions in the gym and eating enough um mm. has allowed me to actually just basically recomp this body weight a little bit which is kind of kind of what I wanted to do um but I've kind of just done that by accident if you get what I mean because sure, I'd, have, yeah, I'd yeah. have happily gained more weight if I wanted to, but I've kind of just yeah. done it by accident. So that kind of worked well. Um, and then, yeah. Are you still tracking your intake with everything? Because you said that you stepped it? away from my fitness pal a little bit. So are yeah, you just kind of going? I did, uh, when did I say that? I think that was just before Christmas. I was just stepping yeah. away um, because I, I had a load of other things going on that I needed to concentrate and put my attentions on. Um, but then I, I came back and I'm actually, yeah, I, yeah, I've been tracking like the whole time really. And I'll okay. be tracking whilst I'm here. Um, cool. the, f the first few days whilst I was here, I, I, I didn't plug everything into my macros, which I'm using now instead of my fitness power, which I actually enjoy. So I'm using my, yeah. my macros plus. Speak to us about that. Why did you decide to move from my fitness pal to my macros plus? Because that's a paid for app, isn't it as well? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, and is bit. is there a particular reason why you swapped over to that? I've had a couple of questions come through about my fitness pal and various other mm -hmm. tracking apps, so it's actually quite interesting for me to to realise why you wanted to go onto my macros. Yeah, sure. So basically, the the layout and the the structure of my macros plus allows you to see in depth a little bit more clear at each meal, uh, which yeah, I think correct. is beneficial yeah. because when you're trying to structure a really optimal optimal sort of split of macros throughout meal to meal. Yeah. With my fitness pal, you have to turn it sideways. You have to click on, and the you have to pay for it as well. You've got to pay for the premium thing, don't you? The apps were the um, ads were really, really, really fucking me off because yeah. I tried to input something and then it would take you to like somewhere else, and then it would actually take you away from the app, and then you'd mm. have to shut off the what you were doing and go back into the app, and it yeah, it was really annoying me, um, and. Ever since Worlds, I started following uh, Katie Ann. Do you know Katie Ann? Yeah, um, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And she she was basically blabbing on about my macros plus um, because she works on the automated coaching side of the app because it actually oh, has okay. you when you pay for it, um, you can you can click on my coach and it will like mm -hmm. it's basically like Avatar Nutrition. Um, so it'll change your macros on a weekly basis. Um, but what I, what is really cool is every single week, even, you don't have to use the coach bit for this, but every single week 
they send you a like an update and it's mm-hmm. an, in an email and it just wraps up your entire week so you can track your weigh-ins on it uh, you can obviously when you track your calories it gives you like the average calories for the week it also gives you like the, the top foods that you've eaten uh, which is quite nice. cool so obviously mine was like oats oats, oats, yeah. oats, oats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> potatoes and yeah, uh, yeah. And, yeah so I, I've been really enjoying that app I, yeah I have good. and um, I think I'll continue to use it uh, what okay. else is good about the app uh, the database is, is tighter than my fitness pass yeah. smaller but tighter uh, with my fitness play, I have so much crap on there that people have inputted. Like, you search banana, and then someone's put in like a banana that's like four carb. Um, yeah. You know, you got to be really careful with that, guys. So, like, I have a, I have clients that are like, I've been hitting my numbers, but something just doesn't feel right. And then I'm like, recheck your logs. Like, really, really check your logs. Um, and then they're like, oh, this is not what it says on the packet. You've got to be, when you first input foods, obviously if you're eating the same thing every day from then you can chill out, but when you first input foods, you look at the label, then you look at MyFitnessPal. That's why yeah. so, That's why sometimes it's more accurate just to track your macros by just labels because obviously yeah. it's so much more accurate to do that uh, rather than trusting the app all the time. Um, but yeah, that's where, that's where I'm at, like training really, really good, nutrition obviously cool as it usually is. And, um, and yeah, just looking forward to obviously like the gyms out here are wicked. So whilst I still do my main movements, I've swapped some movements for like, like for like stuff just to try out different bits of kit. Um, tried out like a free motion squat yesterday. My quads are in fucking bits today. The tension, the tension on that machine, you'd love it. Um, it was epic and it's so funny the way there, there are some of them in the, in UK gyms but very few, um, you have to, it's like a bicycle um, brake to right. unlock it and then you have to get, the thing is you have to get into the bottom position to, to, to unlock it and then start. So you unlock the bicycle handle, squat down, unlock it and then you're basically starting with a dead weight to get it going. So it's really, yeah, when you go heavy, you couldn't really go that heavy on it because you have no, to I was start say. from a, from the bottom bottom of the hole and get it up. It's like a dead squat. Um, Tell you what, though, that's a good exercise variation to get your squat up is basically start from the bottom up, okay, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. that would yeah, be, or, that would or, be really, really good. Or tear your doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either or. Yeah, that's it. But it'd be really good. I was... Um, it's nice to know a little bit more about exercise variation. I think we should do that um, on the next podcast update was exercise variation. Uh-huh, yeah, so, how, um, how you can change things and stuff. And Yeah, I think people, oh, my, my, my clients are, are, are absolute craze for it. They, they, I, I know that they, they love sort of being right and they want to like make sure everything's perfect, um, which is amazing. That's the best thing to be. But sometimes they'll ask me a question about like exercise variation. Can I change this for this? And in reality, I really would like it if they could just sort of think and be like, this is very similar to that. I'm sure AJ will be fine with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like checking is amazing that they do check. I was going to say, to be honest, that's still a really good thing because it it means that they teach you as God. And I don't want any of them that are listening to think, oh shit, I shouldn't check. No, 
but yeah please check <laughs> but but at the same time um you know like for like movements are very similar our goal yeah. is usually to obviously progress in a in a similar pattern so using very similar movements um mm. but in a in a sense if you're in a new gym you're in a new environment you see a bit of kit that's pretty similar go and fucking try it I'm yeah, not exactly. Bite, I'm not going to bite your balls off for doing that. Um, Even if you want to just do like two sets or something, just to feel the movement and kind of go, oh, that's a cool machine. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. I love doing that. You know, when there's you a new machine kind of somewhere. As well. Yeah, exactly. As well, you know, you might feel that like one of my friends, everybody knows the vegan dream, Jack Stanier. Yeah. Um, we go big and have Jack. some training sessions. Big Jack, big Jack, big Jack. He's um, bigger than me at the moment. He's got more gains than I have. <laughs> that's it he really does and he's a vegan so people who say that you can't gain weight as a vegan bullshit man yeah. <laughs> you the, can ana gain. the anabolic vegan rebound he needs to make the an ebook on that anabolic vegan that's it I think we're just going to change him that instead of the vegan dream with the anabolic vegan Jack if you're listening which I know you are love you dude no, um, anyway moving quickly on so we we obviously have a few um, days together training and he always told me that he never got doms from training legs so yeah. I put him through a tiny Titan training session and I said, mate, if you do not have doms tomorrow, I'm going to call you a fucking liar. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, he did have doms the following day. <laughs> but it he was, was doing he too was... much volume. That was the issue. Just not hey, enough I'm intensity. Not he literally just desensitized himself to all of his training because he was doing that much volume. Nothing was causing an impact. So when I brought things down and I was like, right, you're going to be doing four to six reps fucking heavy yeah. and just do yeah. things like we did uh, three sets of walking lunges with a heavy barbell on our back, wide lunges. And then after that, just a simple thing like a step up that connection into all of it it was we were crying it was a hardcore yeah. leg session this is the thing though like i put up a video yesterday about getting greedy with upper lower splits um but you can get greedy with anything and get greedy on any split and guys we're not endurance athletes you're not meant to go in and spend two to three hours just fucking pummeling away at yourself doing volume um and i've I must admit, I'm the same as Jack. Like I've been there, done that. When I was in the US, I fucking, I fucking desensitized myself to so much because I was yeah. training. Tw I was training twice a day, and I was exactly like Jack. I was not getting sore, and I was like, I was like, how the fuck am I recovering from this volume? And I was basically just because I was weak as fuck. I was not doing mm -hmm. anything properly. I was not training with. I was training with relative intensity, but with low load, really low yeah. weight. Um, and not obviously progressing um, mm. and that's why you can recover from that so essentially like you you don't need doms to make progress but they're a good sign that you're actually adapting to something um, your mm. body's trying to force an adaptation you will have periods of training where you're probably not that sore um, mm. and that's good because obviously you can get in pro you can make progress um, but you do need like days like today where I got out of bed and I was like ah fuck everything yeah. hurts um and and that's that's cool because then you know you take your rest you recover and you um and you adapt and grow like that's the goal mm. um so yeah that's an interesting chat but good that we covered that i think actually because i think a lot of i think there's so many people out there that i look at their training and i'm like the reason why you're not making progress and you're not happy is because you're doing too much 
yeah absolutely grinding yourself down into the ground by doing like 600 lap pull downs in a session jack um but anyway moving (laughs) moving on from that again love you anabolic vegan um right so moving swiftly on from that one okay so having a look at your um how are you keeping on track so you're obviously using my week as well actually we kind of covered how i'm keeping on track a little bit what about your week let's see how your week yeah okay um, what's your week been like so exciting news on my week Mm -hmm. i have i am now four weeks post boobs so Mm -hmm. really excited that i have managed did you see that little grin on aj's face then when i said post boobs right everybody you now need to watch this on youtube because he literally did have a really cheesy grin with his tongue in between his teeth now i feel I'm really loved. (laughs) Right. So, yes, four weeks post boobs and I did my first back session, like actual back session. So I'm talking heavy deadlifts, some rows, uh, dead stop T-bar rows and things like that, which top tip for girls who are having um, breast implants or breast augmentation. If you are going to do a bent over T-bar row, remember that you have additions on your chest. Yes. Because Smashing I, the grip oh, into your yes. chest. Yeah. <laughs> I, proper, I was only using a small plate because it was the first time that I was going to load my back um, and do those pulling movements, which of course does stretch your chest a little bit. So you've mm. got to be a bit more careful. Yeah, sure. So I only actually used a 15 kilo plate on my T-bar. Um, and the fact is, is that I could really get a high contraction with those plates on um, mm. previous to boobs. Now that I have boobs, I just have to kind of... Um, move my position a little bit should i say because that first rep i brought it up and i was like oh Bam. holy shit <laughs> didn't realize that they were there <laughs> so yeah so you kind of forget so but anyway so i managed to do a really really good back session still can't Sweet. do any lap pull downs okay so it's all kind of rows from a standing position um it's all kind of like a horizontal pull um uh-huh. rather than a vertical uh-huh. pull uh-huh. so but really happy with that. Got my deadlifts up to 90 kilos for four sets of six, which I was really pleased about. Um, and my form was excellent on them and I got good contractions. Rack pulls are up again to like 100 uh, kilos for five by fives. So again, I'm getting some good volume in there. Um, so training actually this week has been really, really, really good. Sleep, on the other hand, has been shit. Um, again, I have this problem with sleep and I don't know what it is, um, but um, I'm kind of trying out various different things. Um, before Beforehand, when I used to have this problem with sleep, I used to literally have 50 grams of banana and hot almond milk or like lukewarm almond milk before I went to bed. Mm. Um, and it's actually like a natural herbal remedy that just knocks you straight out um, and keeps you asleep because my problem isn't falling asleep. It's actually staying asleep. So that's one of my major issues. So I think I might try and manipulate my macros a little bit um, of an evening meal to incorporate that milk and that milk and banana just tonight to see if I can do it. And everybody's going to think this kind of hippie woo woo shit. It's not. Um, If it works, it works. That's it. I think it's something there was studies done on it um, about this banana and milk trick. And every time a client of mine has problem with sleep, I do actually always suggest it. And every single time it works Um, and it's. It's some kind of um, correlation between the potassium in the banana and the magnesium from the almond milk um, that has this chemical reaction that almost releases a bit more melatonin naturally. Um, And that's that's 
kind of keeps you asleep. So if any of you have trouble with sleep, just try that half a banana, basically. And, um, you know, two to three hundred mils of unsweetened almond milk, just heated up a little bit um, and see if that works. But yeah, other than that, calories have been on point. Um, I'm at, I've swapped around my calories, as you know. Um, so I'm on just over two two thousand six hundred on a training day now. And um, I don't have as many carbohydrates on a non-training day, um, yeah. which was odd at first because my fats have now gone up to 80 grams, yeah. um, which is a lot um, in my consideration. I've never gone that high before. So I was kind of like, shit, what am I going to It's kind of nice, though, to have that open, that, that one day with a bit of variation, though, isn't it? Because you're like, yeah. oh, okay, now I can have salmon rather than like rather than the whole week of spending like trying to hit low, car- low fat, high, high carb. And you're like, I can't have these things like dark chocolate. I can have only a little bit. I can have only a little bit of peanut butter. And then you get that day where carbohydrates are lower. So your your trace fats are lower and you've got more fats in general. It's like, wow, it's what the fuck are these foods? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. I am enjoying salmon again, definitely. Um, and cheese, really like cheese. Yeah, cheese um, is life, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm putting that on and amusing quite a lot. So I did actually have one of my meals on that day where I had um, egg whites um, and broccoli and various other bits like that with veggies. And I had cheese on over the top. And I actually had people message me on Instagram and saying, why are you just having egg whites? You know, and all this. I was like, because, dude, Cheese. Cheese is better than an egg yolk. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have eggs, like whole eggs all the way through the week, but yeah. cheese is life. So yeah. um, I get one day where I get to just omit the egg yolk and just have a crap load of cheese. Crap, getting the cheese, yeah, wicked. Getting the cheese. So, yeah, so that's that's basically been my week. I've been splitting it up. So it's been really, really nice to kind of have like two leg days, a back day, and then an arms day. Yeah, um, Obviously, still not training chest just yet and not training shoulders. But I tell you what, another thing. No, I won't discuss that this one. I'll do that next time. Just people kind of asking me, why am I training so early post-training, uh, post-surgery, sorry. But okay. I will I, I will do um, a vlog about that because I've spoken to like four different girls now who have all contacted me saying, how the hell can you train like that four weeks after surgery? And mm. it's like, I've been training two weeks after surgery. I don't understand why you guys are not back in the gym training and you're getting pissed off because you're putting on weight and and I know this is obviously not exactly the same as staying on track whilst you're away but staying on track post-surgery whilst recovering why the hell are you letting your diets go to pop you wouldn't let your diet go to pop if you had a rest day would you like come on have some have some mental fortitude especially these especially these people that if especially if you've competed like you've had the mental fortitude to see through the diet for competing like yeah. this is a big thing like people just people just see like the off season or any period where they're not competing is like a free for all or just like n- the level of dedication has to be completely switched off yes there's a dimmer switch but like the the people that make the most progress are the ones that like treat the off season as like the the prep before prep. the contest yeah treat it like prep to be honest like you know if you if you prep in a balanced manner um, then you should be able to transition into your off season with a really good mindset to to still be on it. Like you yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't be sky high above your stage weight. And you know, like uh, me and you have proved that you know we're still in sh- big like big shooting distance of our stage weights, and we're strong as fuck, and we're yeah. feeling good. 
The only mm. the only the only issue you're end is sleep, but that's not really yeah. relative to low body fat. It's more relative to the it's more relative to just generally sleep has been an issue for you. It'd be an exactly, issue yeah. it'd be an issue for you if you were thirty pounds above stage weight. And I guess guess how you'd feel at that point. I, I bet your sleep would be even worse at that point. Probably. Um because Probably. You, your stress levels would be incredibly high and your inflammation would be high and you'd feel horrible about yourself and that wouldn't yeah. help sleep at all. Um yeah. so yeah, I think that hopefully people, because we even said it when we when we were prepping, like both in still in prep, we were we were both like, when we finish this, we're gonna show to the you listeners that you can transition out of a show and be sensible and stay on track and mm-hmm. not be a blob. <laughs> yeah, Basically, and I, make I think we've actually, at the same time. Yeah, I think we've actually proved that quite quite nicely, which is which is good. Yeah. Um, I mean I think so, because like how many pounds are you above stage right now? Ten. Ten. And you're twelve weeks post show? Uh nine. Nine. I, but so, to be fair, I was I was I was ten up four weeks post five weeks post show. Um mm. and then I've just sort of like retained that. Um and my yeah. calories have only gone up. Uh, so this is exactly where I wanted to be. I could quite yes. easily be 20 above and have done like the whole recovery diet thing, which a few mm-hmm. people have done. So I've noticed like Nunez, Alberto Nunez, he's like 20 above. Um, mm. He finished his show similar time period to me. Um, there's a few people that he coached that are like sort of 20 above. It's funny, there's, there's a few people that tried to in the first few weeks reverse like the most optimal reverse ever and Mm. they like they were slowly eking calories up and then they were posting updates like arm two pounds up three pounds up and now they fucked it up and now they're like 25 above there's a balance and i think i nailed it this time which i'm really happy with there's a balance between reversing nice and slowly and getting your calories up slash bringing them up quick enough for you to feel okay so that you don't have multiple binges because when you start binging it's like a downward slippery slope oh you just um, can't stop and just then, can't stop and then once you want you fucked it you fucked it um, yeah so, and i think that's know. the difference if you keep on doing things like you know 50 calories a week you know 10 grams of carbs insane. three grams of fat yeah, you, it's far too much it's far too slow like like you just said aj you're going to drive yourself insane it's going to lead you to binges you are going to be too dis- restrictive so i think like you said i don't like the quote unquote recovery diet which seems really stupid because obviously you want to recover so that's the reason why they called it that as well i think that the calling it the recovery diet is a really good marketing thing um but that's in my that's in my personal personal view i don't like the reverse diet the traditional the very very first reverse diet which is what we just talked about like the 10 grams of carbs every week and that kind of thing because i just think that's pointless um and you're not going to be brilliant unless you have got the most stupidest mindset that you can control everything um but i think a happy medium like you said so not going too high too fast and just doing it generally well so you get your hormone levels back so your digestion's a bit better um, without all of the fiber supplements and your sleep is a bit better and you're not as food focused as well for too long um i was 102 between 102 104 pounds on stage carved up um and i'm 110 pounds exactly this morning yeah, so perfect. and i'm like i'm like what 16 weeks post show and you look but, wicked as well and you and don't I look shit at that body weight 
Yeah, and I've had surgery in between that time. I still have striations through my shoulders, certainly not as much as I was on stage, mm, but right, I do still have visible striations. Yeah. Exactly. I do still have visible abs. Um, I was in the bathroom the other day and uh, just brushing my teeth and my husband came in and said, um, your ass looks good today. So I'm kind of glad that the gains are going to my ass because right. that is what's optimal. Sure, um, so, yeah, there's no need to just kind of binge. If you're like 10, 12... 14 weeks over show um, or you know past show date now and you're 40 pounds over stage weight you're gonna have to do something about it guys i'm afraid you know to be in an optimal position okay so again it's all about what you want what you're striving for if you're not going to be on stage for another three years then okay great but you know you still want to be in a good position in order to gain lean muscle mass rather than have a a too big a ratio of body fat so you know that that's our two cents worth so if, if you are going to be off stage or post contest or having surgery you know it's important to be up to maintenance calories if not a little bit above um recovering from surgery and especially looking getting your protein in at 1.5 grams per pound of body weight is what i suggest um to promote healing for healthy tissues um but if you just kind of go, oh, no, I've had surgery and I'm not going to do anything because the surgeon said I can't do anything for six to eight weeks and I'm just going to sit here and binge and be like a blob and have cookies and ice cream and, oh, but it's Halo Top, so it's healthy ice cream. Oh, um, you know, and I can have avocado because it's a good fat mm, um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. things like that. Then, you know, have another thing coming, guys, because you are you are going to sit there and you are going to text me later on um, on Instagram and say, oh, holy Christ, I've put on half a stone. And how, how have you not put on any weight? And it's because I don't let my nutrition go to piss. Yeah. So you're right. That's my top tint and a little bit of a rant. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, we can, can be nice all day about it, but at the end of the day, like everyone's in control of put, what they put in their own mouth. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can say, oh, well, I just couldn't stop or anything like that. You're not, you're not five years old. You, no. you make the decision as to when you sit down at the dinner table and what you eat. Like, you make that decision. It's conscious. Um, yeah. And when you, most people, I think that really fuck up the people that start eating subconsciously and they just don't, they don't even have a reason for what they're eating anymore. They just literally mm-hmm. start putting in calories and they don't even think about it. Um, like, I think that the best, like the, the best sign is that you're, that you're still really enjoying everything that you eat. Like the minute yeah. where you start to like get this relationship with food where you're just like eating it purely for like just the the you know the the guilt aspect or you or you start like literally losing your appetite like I've had I've seen people who are very 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 sort of quite still recently competed um so they're within that sort of six to eight week mark and they're like appetite gone um Mm. you know that's probably not a good sign to be honest I think that you should retain an appetite for the most part, um, the appetite side of things is very individual based, but I think at the end of a gaming phase, you may see some appetite loss, but for the most part, you should still be looking forward to your meals. Um, and that's sort of, I think that's one of the enjoyable things of a gaining phase is you get a bit more calories, you start feeling really, really good again, and you've got plenty of energy for training, and you're still looking forward to eating. Um, because I, I can remember what it was like when I was at the end of my gaining phase and I didn't have an appetite and I was probably overshot, I was too heavy and yeah. I all I was eating was just granola as much as I could and I hated it, I wasn't digesting anything properly and I'd rather, I'd take being a little bit hungry 
any day over that any day yeah. because I yeah. just I really hated food and I don't want to ever be in a position where I hate food because I like food yeah, exactly <laughs> um, we love food <laughs> and uh yeah so that's I think where we should probably leave things for today and Definitely. wrap things up and and let 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 you get on with your training and your eating yeah. and um and obviously guys like we always say um if you do have questions that you want us to cover in in any future episode uh if you have sort of smaller questions we can definitely cover multiple questions in the episode but if you have sort of a big topic you want us to cover um then just comment below in the youtube section or again like we always say DM us on Instagram. We'll be happy to answer uh, any sort of short questions on there or cover them in the podcast. Um, mm -hmm. Should we do our normal image for people to grab if they're on YouTube? So, yeah, if you're on YouTube, get ready to screenshot and then put it on your IG story. So, three, two, one. Cool. Chrissy, Perfect, love it. Um, Chrissy, <laughs> Chrissy is yeah, is definitely going to do that. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, but... That's it for this episode. And, oh, um, just before we leave, so. I just want to um, put out there that I am going to be running a hashtag anabolic chippy competition. Oh, okay. Wow. Which is very, very exciting. Okay. Um, but you have to be following my um, Titan Coaching Instagram account in order to do that. I'm trying to kind of veer myself away from anything like, you know, personal wise and, and business wise. So okay. you have to be following the Titan Coaching Instagram account in order to get in with the Anabolic Chippy competition. Wow. So um, I will announce all of the things basically, but, but you basically just have to take pictures of your process of making anabolic chippies, yeah. hashtag anabolic chippies and tag Titan Coaching <laughs> in it. And the one who has the best story with all of the tags on it will receive a Titan Coaching hashtag anabolic chippy maker hoodie oh, that I will no, personalize wow. for them. So make sure that, yeah, it's, it's going to be quite good actually. <laughs> I've got the images and everything. It's absolutely incredible. Um, so, yeah. I want one sick. of those. <laughs> <laughs> just to have a hashtag anabolic chippy maker on there um but yeah so there you go guys so follow us on there and uh, we will catch up with you next week again from miami again i think with you aj and then I'll it's be... the following week you're in la yeah uh i'm yeah well i'm actually going to la on tuesday so i'll probably oh, be in, cool. i'll probably um i'll probably be in la by then all right nice one so we'll catch up from another part of the states then yes indeed mm -hmm. All right. Take cool. care, guys. See you later, guys. Bye. See you, bye.